Stephanie Ray Clemens was a 54-year-old mother of four from Miramar, Florida. She worked at a hospital and had two sisters. On the morning of May 20th, 2018, a Sunday, Stephanie was at home. She spoke to one of her sisters. Then Stephanie was later seen washing clothes at her apartment's machines. She was never seen again. I'm Ed Densel, and this is Unfound. Have you ever been in a love triangle? No, I don't mean a menage a trois. You know we don't do that kind of stuff on Unfound. I mean a situation where you're in love with someone, but that someone is with somebody else. Or maybe even worse, you're in love with someone, and that someone is lusting after someone else and doesn't even know you exist. My perception is we've all been in that scenario at least once. Well, maybe even more than that. And it can be frustrating, humbling, and depressing. It's like, why doesn't that person see what I see? It's so clear. Granted, sometimes that other person does see the light. Breaks up with that other person and decides to be with you. But oftentimes, that's not what happens. And really, as I look back at those times in my life, now that I'm 49 years old, I made too much of a big deal about them. So much emotional energy wasted. People are going to be with who they're going to be with, and that's just the way it is. And when the topic is disappearances, love triangles abound. In fact, in a few of Unfound's cases, there was more than a triangle. More like a square, or pentagon, or hexagon. And yes, today we are covering a case that involves a triangle. The people in it, Stephanie Clemens, a man named Tiger... No, not that one. And a girl named Anne. Stephanie was married to Tiger, but he was with Anne, at least most of the time. But this arrangement wasn't based on love at all. It was a triangle of control. And now a summary of the case. This is brought to you by my friend Megan Good's website, charlieproject.org. Stephanie Clemens grew up in Chicago with her two sisters. Then she moved to Tennessee. She had three kids there, but got divorced. Then she moved to Florida, finding a nice spot in Miramar. It helped that one of her sisters followed her to the Sunshine State. Also along the way, Stephanie hooked back up with a guy from her childhood, Jack Tiger Freeman, and had a son with him. They had an on-again, off-again relationship for several years, but actually got married in late 2016. However, this didn't stop Jack's womanizing ways with him having a woman on the side. And in the months leading up to her disappearance, Stephanie lived by herself. So, on May 20th, 2018, Stephanie got up that Sunday morning like she usually did. She spoke to her sister Sylvia. Stephanie said she planned to wash clothes at her apartment's laundromat. And later that morning, another resident did see Stephanie doing just as she planned. Nobody heard from Stephanie after this. Stephanie wasn't reported missing until five days later, and neither her apartment nor her car showed any signs of what might have happened to her. 
she was never seen again. This is another recent disappearance Unfound is covering, so please be looking for new developments as this year progresses. However, there are some questions that have been popping up in the last 15 months. Number one, was somebody actually sneaking into Stephanie's apartment and deleting messages on her phone while she slept? Number two, what exactly was the paperwork issue Stephanie and Jack were having that no one else seemed to know about? And number three, why have telltale cell phone pings not been enough to bring charges in this case? Stephanie's family believes only one person should be considered in her disappearance, Jack Tiger Freeman. The guest for this episode is Stephanie's sister, Sylvia Ray. Unfound news. There's another unfound meetup happening. This one is in Houston, Texas on August 24th at the Black Walnut Cafe. Please find Cherie Biggs in the Unfound Podcast Discussion Group on Facebook if you'd like to attend. Next, the plan is to have the third anniversary episode play on September 6th, and the third update episode play on September 13th. Those dates will correspond with me traveling to Pennsylvania and traveling to Canada for a week. I anticipate both the live show and the think tank will be on hiatus, during this time as well. Or maybe I'll do a show from Canada if I have Wi-Fi. Hmm. Finally, I'm going to be in Orlando from August 29th to September 2nd for a disc golf tournament. If there are any listeners who might like to get together in the evenings, I would certainly be up for that. Please contact me privately. Maybe we can make a spontaneous meetup happen. Where you can find Unfound. Unfound supports accounts on Podomatic, iTunes, Stitcher, Instagram, Twitter, Spotify, and Facebook. On Wednesday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern, please join us on YouTube for the Unfound live show. Contribute to Unfound at patreon.com forward slash unfound podcast. This week, I need to thank Steve. You can also contribute to PayPal, unfoundpodcast at gmail.com. That is also the email address. Merchandise, the books in Amazon.com in both ebook and print form. Do not forget the reviews. Shirts at unfound-podcast.myshopify.com. Cards at makeplaincards.com forward slash sell forward slash unfoundpodcast. And please mention unfound at all true crime websites and forums. Thank you. I'm so fortunate to have on this episode of Unfound the sister of Stephanie Clemens, Sylvia Ray. Sylvia, welcome to Unfound. Thank you. Let's start here. You are Stephanie's sister. How many siblings uh, do you have, brothers and sisters, et cetera? Uh, it's just me, Stephanie, and uh, our youngest sister, Dieta, who lives in Chicago. Okay. Three girls, and you are Three are girls, you no boys? No, no boys, okay. Uh, a lot of estrogen in that family, okay. Um, are you are you Stephanie's older sister, younger sister? No, I'm the um, Stephanie is the oldest, and we're okay. a year we're uh, she's she what well, she she's 56 and I'm 55. Okay. And then my uh, youngest sister that's in her 30s. Wow. Okay. A little bit of an age difference there. But you and Stephanie, right. very close in age. 
Uh, were you exactly, very because her uh, her birthday? Well, my birthday is May the nineteenth, and hers uh, is May twenty eighth. Oh my! You're almost exactly a year younger. Right. That's interesting. Right. Okay. How did you two get along growing up? Uh, you're close in age, but were you close uh, um, personally? Were you similar? We How would you we would you would explain? We are close because um, before my younger sister came along. As you know, growing up back in the day, whoever is the oldest has to watch out for their sister. So mm. like when she goes somewhere, of course I had to tag along. That was the rule mm -hmm. <laughs> of being the oldest sister. At first I'm, I'm pretty sure it was difficult because you know, you don't wanna have to carry, you know, take your younger sister with you with, you know, when you're going out having fun, but she got used to it, and we became we became close. Good, and it was only one year. It's not like it was five or six years. One, <laughs> right. you know. Um, I, I'm going to guess maybe as uh, many sisters do. Do you swap clothes back and for, forth? You know, share clothes and things growing up, and well, I and did stuff. with my younger sister, but with uh, Stephanie. I did with my younger sister, the other, but with my, with my sister Stephanie. Stephanie was always smaller. Okay. She was smaller than me, so but we did swap shoes. Okay, okay. I got <laughs> yeah, yeah gotta have your shoes. Gotta have your yeah, shoes. Exactly, and you know, we did a lot. We did shopping because she loves her sales. Uh huh. Okay. She loves her sales. She loves get to watch scary movies. And she just she just loved you know to be have you know spend time with her family. Uh huh. And so you say, uh, what was she into to in high school? Was she uh, in sports was, or academics? Oh what goodness. was she into? Stephanie was a pom uh, pom dance pom pom person. Huh. That's a dancer. Uh huh. She was a pom pom dancer. Um, she liked back then. She liked to draw. Oh. Okay, like freehand, like yeah. sketch, like sketching, like sketching things. Yes. Uh huh. Okay. And did you and she share similar interests, or did you go in a different direction? I was on the uh, pep squad. Okay. So pep squad is you kind of helping the the uh, cheerleaders and the pom poms out. You know, mm -hmm. getting the um everybody as they say pumped up. <laughs> Yeah, okay. All right, yeah, get them going for like get basketball games. Or, okay. Exactly, for, for the basketball games and the football games. Okay. And um, so she was a year older than you. Um, right. Sounds like similar interests and everything. How was your personality? Was she really outgoing? Was she shy? There, what would you say? There was um, – if. If you really knew my sister, for those who uh, knew her, mm -hmm. if you needed something and she had it, she was there to help. Mm -hmm. Very giving person. She, yeah, she was. She was a very giving person. It wouldn't like she has um, four kids. I have one. Mm -hmm. If I buy something for her and it and she didn't like it because she would always tell me, "I'm the oldest. I'm supposed to watch out for you all." So it was things that I had to like sneak and do, or if I go to the mm. grocery store and I get something, uh, she couldn't be with me a lot of times because we were arguing. We was actually standing there arguing in the store about who was going to pay for it. She didn't want me mm. to pay for it. She wanted to pay for it. 
So she was very protective of you, even though she was only a year older, she was still very protective of you. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Even as you got into your teenage years and did this continue into your twenties and thirties as well? How what would you say? Exactly. The same. The same. The same way. Okay. The same way. You were always the, you're always gonna be the younger sister. No matter what age you <laughs> no are, there you weren't on the Even same level, my, she was gonna see exactly. you as the as the younger sister. That's just the way it was. Even when I went to high school, I was known as Stephanie's little sister. I didn't get I didn't get my actual name said until my uh. senior year. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Stephanie's younger sister. Okay, that's a good one, Sylvia. Okay, now I think I'm starting to really understand what was going on there. I see. Okay, so, okay. All right, so you're in high school. Uh, she's leading the way. You're you're close behind, or maybe a grade behind, being the one year right. grade behind. So when, like when she was a senior, you were a junior. Um, right. did, what did she do after high school? Did she uh, go to college or what'd she do? She went to a two year university there in Chicago. Then eventually she, um, left mm -hmm. and she moved to, um, what was it? To Memphis, Tennessee. She was there, mm -hmm. uh, for a while. That's when she was married to, uh, first husband okay and we'll talk about that in a second so right. maybe the listeners need to understand so you all grew up in the chicago area exactly we grew and, up in chicago okay and we just and have we have to remind everybody that she disappeared in florida in fact you live in florida uh, now as well but everything got correct. started your family was in the chicago area correct okay all right so let's okay so she moves to uh tennessee and what was she doing for work and everything what was she doing um, when she was in Tennessee, if, matter of fact, before she left Chicago, she uh, got married to. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, she was married. Okay. And she was married to uh, Philippe uh, Ray Senior. Okay. Uh, so that left me and Dieta still in Chicago, mm -hmm. and they had three kids together. They had uh, Philippe Junior. Felicia and Erlene. Okay. And eventually she moved here, moved to um, Florida, but mm -hmm. while she, I think somewhere in between is when she uh, got a divorce from him. Okay. How long would you say, and what years approximately? I, I'm not going to ask you to pick out month and days, but what year would you say that she got married and started having kids and, every, and, and everything? Approximately. It was before 87, 2008. Yeah, it was before 87. Yeah, okay. okay. So she got married maybe 86, 87. And how long would yeah, you say it, that she was married to well, was Philippe? 80, well, she was 86. It may have been 84, 85, but she was married to him for a couple of years. Okay. And okay. then she um, got a divorce. Um, of course, she knew Jack Freeman from Chicago because he mm -hmm. lived there also. So mm -hmm. they used to date on and off. Okay, we'll talk about him in a second. Yeah. I just want to concentrate on uh, on the relationship and her kids. So right. she so she ended up having uh, three kids with Philippe. They were only married a few years, but got divorced. Correct. And how did she handle the divorce? Pretty well, landed on her feet, or how? What would you say? Oh, uh, well, she had her ups and downs, but mm. she, she did good, you know. Okay. Yeah, and she, because and she, she did, 
she did she did she uh did uh love him and even with the divorce you know when you with someone for so so long you you still care for them so they still had a you know right. they still would talk every now and then right you know sure. to check up on each other sure and they did have kids together so they were going to probably uh be intertwined with that for a while you know so they so they probably had to communicate back and forth did she get custody of her kids uh, yes the kids the kids was with her, with her okay okay so she ends up in tennessee she um gets divorced but in what year do you think that she actually ended up uh getting to florida where she you know end up living uh, maybe before 2000, maybe 1999 or something like that, 1999, 1998. Okay. Was, uh, okay. And do you believe that her ex-husband stayed in Tennessee or did he go back to Chicago? What did he do? No, he's – oh, my goodness. He's somewhere in Florida. Okay. I think he's about six hours away from us, six – yeah, six, six or seven hours away from us. Okay. Okay. And so how was it? You uh, and uh, were in Chicago, but you ended up in Florida too. When did you move down? Did you move to Florida because she was already here? How did that all happen? I because she was here and I was homesick. I didn't want to um, stay in Chicago. I to get married in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And it was just too cold. It was too cold. I had had my daughter in 87. And I just... it. Things just wasn't working out for me. Mm-hmm. So when I left Chicago, I went to Tennessee because that's where my husband, his family is originally from, is Memphis. And then I started getting homesick and I didn't want to go back to Chicago, even though I miss my miss my mom and family yeah. in Dieta. Yeah. But Stephanie was here, so I'm like, okay, you know, it's time for a change. Mm-hmm. So we came here, I think it was 2000, and um, we had have, we have been here for 15 years. Okay, so approximately 2003, 2004. 2004, right. Okay. So you moved to – she's already here. You yeah. moved to Florida. Do you see each other often, just you yeah. and she, just yeah. you and her? Do you live close to each other? We were only um, 30 minutes away. 30 minutes. Okay, so pretty close. Okay. And you have your one, uh, d- your daughter's with you? Did she move with you? Yes, because she was, uh, she was a teenager, Tiffany. Okay. My daughter okay. Tiffany and my husband. So we live 30 minutes from uh, Stephanie. Okay. And then Stephanie also had uh, her children uh, from Philippe, and we're going to talk kids, uh, children from them. Uh, and we're going to talk about uh, another guy that came into her life and uh, who's going to pay a pre- uh, going to play a prominent part in this discussion from now on. His name is Jack Freeman, but uh, I guess that his nickname is Tiger. I know that's how you uh, refer to him. Let's just talk about him in general right now. We'll get into specifics later, but in general, how did Stephanie know him? How did you know him, et cetera? We um, Tiger from Chicago. His him and his family uh, lived on the same block as my grandmother. 
Okay. So my mom would bring us over there to my grandmother's house when um, she had to work or or for us to spend time with my grandmother. And, and that's how we got to know his family in Tiger. Okay. And at, a, at some point in time, uh, him and my sister was boyfriend girlfriend back then. <laughs> way back, way back in the day, like back way in the, back like eighties, nineteen eighties. Right. Okay. So they knew each other. You knew, you know, as teenagers then. You know, going exactly when we was in. Oh my goodness, we was in grammar school. Okay, like, so eighth grade. Eight, like, all right, yeah. so maybe ten years older. So this is a guy that both you. And Stephanie knew for a long time, and then she ended up dating him for a while back then. I guess things didn't work out for a while. She gets married to another guy, moves away, and then somehow they got back in, in contact with each other. Do you even know how that happened? It's always, um, they was always in each other's lives. And at one point when I had already left Chicago, they were back together. Hmm. And so they was he was he coming to Florida to see her or, or what was it? Who came here with him? She came she moved to Florida with him. So after she got divorced, they ended up getting back together and decided to move to Florida. Uh his dad uh already lives here. Was living here before he came. Before okay. he actually moved here. All right. So they moved here to Florida. They have a son together whose name is Tobias. Yes, that's correct. Okay. So now you're in Florida. You're married with your daughters here. You're all here. You're uh, living about 30 minutes away from Stephanie. Stephanie is with, at least when you move here, she is with Jack Tiger Freeman. They have a son together. She has her other kids. And how were things, how would you th say things were when you got here those next few years? How was everything with Stephanie and Tiger? How was their relationship, et cetera? It had a good, uh, good moments, and then it had the bad moments when you know they would argue or disagree when mm. it came to the kids, and I guess things finally um, got heated up, and that's when they decided to uh, to go head on and sell the house, mm. and um, they separated for a while, but then they got back together, you know. So, like I said, they're in their relationship, it was on and off. On and off. Okay. All right. And at some point, um, he also got another girlfriend. At some point, I'm not saying you know his personal life, but at some point, he ended up meeting another woman as well? Yeah, right. That's right. Okay. And do, do you think that uh, – and Stephanie, do you believe Stephanie had already moved on from him at the time? He had uh, moved on, but I don't know how they ended up getting um, back together, you know, seeing each other. Mm -hmm. uh, but they did. And then that's when I found out about, uh, I know her as Ann, but mm. she go, her name is Deborah, but she goes by Ann. Okay. So in the... Um, it was at an apartment where he met her. That's when they was living together again at a different location. And Anne was uh, staying at the apartment nearby. And from what my sister was saying, she used to watch the kids for her sometimes. So that's how they met Anne. Okay. 
So Ann used to watch uh, Stephanie and Tiger's kids. Uh, I think it had something to do. She was telling me about somebody kids she used to watch. So okay. I'm, I'm thinking that okay. it, maybe it was one of the kids that she used to watch. Okay. Now, at some point, though, uh, in those preceding years, before she disappeared in 2018, Tiger and Stephanie, though, did get married, but it seemingly didn't tell anybody. Uh, anybody. Um, when did you find out that they got married? I, I found out uh, last year. Oh, my. <laughs> yeah. I found out last year because I don't know what we, we was talking and I guess it was in general talking about, um, I guess she was saying something about him to me and she felt that people that, you know, he, she said people sometimes change. Mm -hmm. And I told her, I said, you know, your heart wants what your heart wants. No one can tell you, you know, what to do, or what not to do. I told her I just want her to be happy. And that's when she told me, she said, well, you know, uh, I married, we got married. We, no, she said, you know, we're married. And I go, I started laughing because I thought she was just playing. Yeah. And then I said, well, when did you get married? And she was like, we got married in December. And so I told her, I said, well, you know, I just want you to be happy. And at that point, I still didn't believe her. I had my daughter, Tiffany, to go and find out for me. Mm -hmm. And that's when she called me back. My daughter called me and said, yeah, Ma, she, she and uh, Tiger are married. They got married in December 27, 2016. So once again, there was this other woman, Ann, though, that was in Tiger's life. And still, he got married uh, to Stephanie. In December Correct. of 2016, approximately like a year and a half before she disappeared, um, it, did she offer up any reason when you found that out that you know nobody was invited? Did they just go down to the courthouse and you know and do it that way? I guess they had to have uh, went to the courthouse because she knew that um, we would have had said something. You, so you wouldn't, uh, just to put it lightly, you wouldn't have been in favor of her getting married to Tiger, seriously, no. honestly. Can you explain? <laughs> can you explain why? See, I mean, you've known him since you guys were in grade school, but still, all these years later, you're like, no, I don't think you should do that. Can you can you give um, the listeners a reason why? From um, what I had noticed about him, when they get into an argument or he gets upset with one of the kids. Mm -hmm. He would do sneaky things. He would turn the lights off. He would turn the water off. It's things that he would do. Mm -hmm. Okay. And my mom used to tell me uh, trouble that he would get into, um, and his mom would always get him out of jail. Okay. So it was He's not somebody that you would want your child to marry. Okay. All right. So he would get into some trouble sometimes going to jail. Yeah, he has a history. Okay. Uh, what kind of uh, crimes, if you can say? 
breaking like on my grandmother block there's like a trains that used to go by that you know have uh products and stuff in it and him and some friends would break into the trains and get uh, items off the train takes things off the trains oh my okay so All this right. was information that uh i was finding out you know from my mom because you know back then i'm young i'm in grammar school i know that she you know i would see her with him but I'm not thinking about anything. Yeah. Right. Okay. And do you think that Stephanie uh, knew these things about him as well? Did Did she understand that he would uh, get in trouble and and go to jail? Did he, she know about uh, his history? I don't really think that she paid attention to all of that because back then they was just boyfriend girlfriend. Mm-hmm. But then um, when they get into argument stuff, I, you know, she would see what, he, you know, the things that he would do, the childish things that he would do mm-hmm. when he was angry with her. So I believe she got, she uh, saw more of the other side of him. Okay. I mean, there, because there was times that he had his little niceness, but when, by us knowing him, that's what made me like keep that distance mm. and not trust him. Okay. So when they got married in December of 2016, I mean, did they end up living together the way you remember? And this is just a for, of course a few years ago now. Like into 2017, were they back to living together once they got married, or what was the situation? Seventeen. I don't. I don't think that they was together anymore. She was living somewhere else, but she was still seeing him. Mm-hmm. Okay. And do you believe that that Anne, this other woman, was still in the picture as well for Tiger? Ooh, he was still in the picture, and I think that she probably uh, thought that okay, if we get married, go ahead and marry him. Mm-hmm. That. Uh, and wouldn't be in the picture anymore. Mm-hmm. But then um, my mom said when she talked to her that uh, she found out that, uh, yes, they were still seeing each other, and she was upset because I guess she thought that it would stop. Mm-hmm. Okay. Once they got married, she thought that he'd um, just be a one-woman man, and that wasn't the way it worked out. Okay. Exactly. All right. Do you know if Stephanie and Anne ever had words between each other? Was there any confrontations between the two of them, to your knowledge? From what I was told, yes, they did. Hell they words. did. Okay. All right. All right. So we got this uh, very, co- it seems to me, uh, from my point of view, a, a, a somewhat complex situation going on that uh, Stephanie, uh, of course, she also has a son with um, Tiger. We're just going to call him Tiger, even though his real name is Jack Freeman. So she has a son with him that he's with, uh, but um, he uh, is with this other woman, Anne, but then he gets, he and Stephanie get married, but she doesn't, he doesn't stop seeing this other woman. So you have this love triangle going on. Um, they're not living together, etc. Seems a little complicated. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Just, I just want to make sure, and I just want to make sure the listeners 
uh, can appreciate that as well. Okay. And, and you, um, and did you know, being that you're living very close to where Stephanie was and you knew Tiger, et cetera, I mean, what were you telling her, you know, getting into 2018 regarding all of this, you know, what was, uh, Stephanie saying about all of this and, and what were you telling her? I was telling her because they were still communicating. I was telling her that she just need to, you know, just let him go. Just let him go. Mm-hmm. Because he was still saying and. And so from what she was telling me, of, you know, well, they wasn't uh, living together. And I guess at this point, she just didn't didn't care anymore. Mm-hmm. Okay. She didn't care anymore. Okay. Because, you know, he would tell Anne one thing and he would tell Stephanie something completely different. So there was many a times that she was telling me that her Anne would sit on the phone and talk about what Tiger had told Anne and what Tiger would tell Stephanie. Mm-hmm. So at some point what you're saying is Anne and Stephanie somehow ended up managing to get along at least a little bit. I would say arguing. Arguing, okay. Because yes, because she, she wanted Stephanie to stay away from Tiger, but at the end of the day, Stephanie is not going to Tiger's apartment or, or anything or where he was living. Mm-hmm. He was coming to Stephanie. So how are you going to tell Stephanie to stay away from him when he's coming to where she's at? Okay. I he okay. has the key to her apartment. Right. Right. And we will we maybe should talk about that, at least at the time of her disappearance. Stephanie was living by herself. She was living um, behind me at the apartment, her and Tobias. Uh, Then out of the blue, I find out that she's back talking with Tiger, you know, Mm. with Tiger. And uh, she was looking for uh, an apartment for herself. and. something less cheaper than what she was paying here. Okay. And Tiger told her about uh, the apartment over in Myanmar because it's an area that he hangs out in, out. So he knew about this apartment, got her to come over there. She looked at it, she moved in and he had the key to her apartment. And did she know that he had a key to her apartment? Do you know? She gave him a key to the apartment. So I'm thinking when she went to that apartment, she thought that they were going to be together because why would I give you a key? Yeah. But they didn't end up being together, though, because he was still living with Anne. He was still living. Exactly. So okay. he was going back and forth. Like okay. if they if him and Stephanie have a disagreement, he was at Anne. If he, him and Ann was having a disagreement. He was at Stephanie's. All right. So he went, he had his cake. He, how do they put it? He had his cake and wanted to eat it too or something like that. Exactly. Because right. she believed that he was changing. Okay. And you said that her son, their son, uh, Tobias, was with, was with them as well. Was with her. Right. Tobias was living with her over here. But he kept the apartment over here. Oh, okay. So and Tobias continued to live near you. Stephanie right. ended up getting her own place where she was truly living by herself. Exactly. Okay. And how long would you say that happened before she disappeared? 
two or three months. Not long. Okay. Not long at all. Okay. Not long at all. Okay. Now let's move up. Um, we're going to talk about a couple things that were going on, also going off. That's not uh, complex enough uh, for the listeners. We need to talk about a couple more things. And uh, we realize that at least one of these, uh, it's I think one huge issue, but two things put together. And you still aren't sure what this was, but it seems in the weeks, if not months before Stephanie disappeared, there was something going on with paperwork between the two of them. Do you know? Uh, we don't. I should just tell the listeners. Um, you don't know what this is about, do you? To this day. Oh, no. To this day, I still don't uh, know. I thought I would find some information going through her car mm. and, and stuff, but I haven't found anything. Okay. Uh, do you even remember? How long this kind of, I mean, how did you even know about it? You knew about it before she disappeared. How did you even know that there was something going on with some sort of paperwork that she wanted him to sign or, or, or whatever? How did you even know about it? Um, well, the, um, the eight, let me see. I would have to go back to the, when she uh, spent the night with me. Mm-hmm. Please do. Okay, um, the 18th, we was together. She uh, had to go to the doctor to have a... Um, You're going to have to be more specific. 18th uh, of what I'm month? I'm sorry, of uh, of May. Okay. The 18th of May. It was a Friday. We got together because she had a doctor's appointment. She had a mask removed from her face in April. And that's, in April is when she... Um, had the mask removed, so she had to spend the night with me for two days. Okay. He he called her phone, and I heard her voice getting loud, saying, "Tiger, you can go online to get that information. You don't need the papers." Hmm. He also called my mom, telling my mom to call Stephanie and Stephanie and make her give him whatever papers <laughs> that he was looking for. Mm-hmm. So later on that night, she jumped up. I heard her get up, go to the door, and she was outside. So I went outside. I said, what are you doing? She said, Tiger and Ann was just over here, and he, Tiger had got the car, and he was looking at her car. And so I'm looking to see if he did anything to her tires, but her mm-hmm. tires was fine. And then that's when she goes, well, I'm getting ready to go over to my apartment. I said, no, you're not. I said, because... We don't know what he, him and Ann is up to. Mm-hmm. So I had her to come back in the house. And I'm like, what papers is he talking about? And she said, oh, some papers that he needs to go to court on. And she said, I keep telling him he can do like he did the last time. Go on the computer and get the mm-hmm. And get the paperwork. But she wasn't specific if this had to do with uh, just to throw some thing, ideas out there. We're not sure if this had anything to do with uh, maybe being that they were married. Maybe she wanted to divorce him or something. We don't know if it had anything to do with that. We don't know if it had something to do with a crime maybe that he'd been charged with, like going to court. Uh, It could have had something to do with the apartment or anything. We don't know. We don't know. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Do you think there's any reason that um, now that you look back at it now that Stephanie – 
maybe wasn't a little more specific with you? I think that she didn't want to um, tell me because uh, maybe something he had to her because at that time my husband was out of town. Mm-hmm. So I was the only one here in the apartment. Mm-hmm. So he didn't want to get me involved. And they normally argue, call each other names and make threats, but nothing ever happened. So when she went miss doing this, when she went missing, I don't think she see, saw it coming because they mm-hmm. always argue. He mm-hmm. always say something, you know, to her. Right. But we but once serious. again, once again, is there any reason you think that she was never specific? about this paperwork that she said this is the reason he is you know is there any reason do you think that she withheld that from you no no i don't i don't think it was it was it was okay all right so we don't know that but this does it, it was a point of contention and do you have any idea um how long this paperwork issue had been going on uh, you found out, out about it that night because she was at your house. Um, but do, do you think that had been going on for a week, a month? Any idea? It probably had been going on just for a few days. Okay. All right. So, and one more thing before we get into the actual day of her disappearance. Um, was Tiger ever physically abusive to it, to her? I We realized they had arguments and everything, but do you think that he ever hit her? Struck her, slapped her, kicked her, anything like that. One time at the house that they was living in, they uh, they had a uh, a fight, and I remember the policeman saying that they used to have to come to the house uh, for arguments. I guess from the other neighbors calling or whatever. Hmm. Okay. All right, but did you ever see her with any? Bruises, black eyes. Oh, no, no. Okay. No black eyes. Okay. So that sounds like a a womanizer. Sounds like he's a criminal as well, but no signs, arguments. People have arguments, but not necessarily. um, Doesn't sound like physically attacking uh, Stephanie in any way, at least from your point of view and you were seeing her. Right, okay. because I wouldn't be around them a lot because, okay. like I said, um, we didn't really care for them. Okay. Um, and did she ever express any fear of Tiger, that she was afraid that he was going to do something to her? And what's I, I give you a very good example. Sometimes, often women say, if everything, anything ever happens to me, you should look at so-and-so. Did she ever say anything like that to you? You know, that's that's uh, she has never said anything to me to let me know that um, she was afraid of afraid of him or that something was going on. Mm-hmm. And that's 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 what upsets me, because, like I said, she's and it may be because, again, she's very protective of me. And yeah. she didn't want me to know. Right. So if it was something going on, she didn't want me to know. 
I do remember a couple of times when she was telling me that her phone, she would go to sleep with her phone in her bed and twice on two occasions, she woke up, the phone wasn't there. And then when she would get it back, when it would reappear, all the text messages from her and Tiger would be erased. Hmm. And at that point, which was, I think it was in April, that she needed to change if she's going to continue to stay over there that she needed to um change the locks on the door or just come back to the apartment behind me yeah right so are you uh, so what you're saying is are you left to the impression that he was sneaking into her place at night and taking her phone yes he was wow he would tell me she I would ask her, why, why are you not answering your calls? And she was like, I couldn't find my phone. The first time she came, she said, oh, I couldn't couldn't find my phone. I said, what do you mean you can't find your phone? She said, I went to bed with it, but I uh, I don't know what happened to it. And this was the first time. And then I said, well, just you know, look under the covers and stuff or look under the bed. And then when she would find it, all the messages that went back and forth with her entire day was erased. Then it happened the second time, same thing. Okay, and we have to remember that, as you've already stated, in this new place, the very new place that she was staying, the place that she was living in by herself when she disappeared, the tiger did have a key to it. Correct. He was the only one that had a key to the apartment. Okay. All right, so like you said, on May 18th, you had this incident where he was over at your place going into her car um or trying to get into her car did he have a key to her car too that he could just go into it or was it unlocked or or what i had a set of keys to her car but um the the occasion when he had came over to the apartment that was in april when she had her surgery Mm -hmm. that's when he was over there over here i'm sorry okay but, yeah, he was he's the only one that had a key to her apartment and I had a key to her um to her car. Mm. But you said that when he was over there that one night you said that she he was in her car. How did he get into her car? Not in her car, but he was looking at her car. Oh, he was looking at her car. Okay. Yeah, I guess he had got out and he was standing there and that's when she was getting up telling me Tiger's outside and he's by my car. Okay. So maybe he was thinking that the papers he could see, you know, you looking through the windows, you're trying to see what you can see. Mm-hmm. And when she opened up the door, that's when he went, ran, and he got back into his car and he, and he took off. Okay. All right. Okay. You had to be a little maybe freaked out about that, right? Yes. Yes, I was. Yes, I was. Especially when she was talking about getting in her car and going to her apartment. I said, no, you're not going to do that. Just come back in the, you know, just come back in the house. And I told her then you need to leave him alone. Don't call him. Don't uh, Mm. talk to him when he calls you. Because that kind of freaks you out. Of course. Of course. Okay, so let's move up to May 20th, 2018. Uh, it was a Sunday? Yes, it was a 
Okay. Sunday. Okay. What do you remember about that day uh, from your point of view? What did you do that day? And then we'll get into, um, you know, uh, what we believe Stephanie did that day. What did you do that day? Do you remember? Uh, okay. Uh, well, as you know, the eight May 18 and May 19, we was together. Mm -hmm. uh, May 20th, which was Sunday, it was a Sunday morning and it was pouring down raining. Uh, I was at home. I was uh, in bed watching TV. Stephanie called me that morning. She called me at 825 a.m. that morning. And she um, she asked me, what was I doing? And I told her I was, you know, laying in bed watching TV because it was raining outside. So she started laughing. And she said, yeah, that's what I'm doing, too. She said, well, too bad. I don't we don't have money to go to the mall. I said, well, it doesn't matter because it's raining anyway. And she said, OK, well, I have to wash some clothes. So she um, when she um, hung up with me, uh, I found out that she did wash clothes that morning because uh, one of her neighbors. Saw her. Yeah, saw her uh, out there washing her clothes, but then no one saw her after that. No one saw her. No one heard anything. It's like she just vanished. Okay. What time would you say that she was washing clothes, and what time uh, do you believe is the last time that somebody you know saw her or talked to her that day, approximately? What do you think? But um, as soon as she got off the phone with me uh, Sunday morning, that she uh, went out there and uh, washed a load of clothes. But then after that, after they saw her go back in the house, they didn't they didn't see her. Nobody saw her or heard her. Okay. Is there any record? Do you know of anybody that else that did talk to her? Any friends of hers? Any texts? Uh, excluding, of course, Tiger, but uh, people that we can trust. Um, anybody, any records of her talking or texting anybody that afternoon of Sunday, May 20th, 2018? No, because um, they didn't, um, they never did find her phone. Mm -hmm. The only thing that um, they out is when they got a chance to check the uh, records is that on May the 16th, um, they it was a text on there uh, that included "Don't f and play with me," and be real careful about what you say come out your mouth. And that was on the on the text May sixteenth. Okay, but we're, but on May twentieth, once again, nobody has ever come forward to say, you know, at two in the afternoon, uh, I spoke to to Stephanie on the phone. And it was another text on May the 20th, uh, her texting him okay. saying that you hurt my uh, you hurt my mouth last night. Hmm. Any idea what that meant? Well, when the detective uh, asked uh, Tiger with the why, why would she say that? He told Detective Smith that all oh, she told me her mouth was hurting. And I told her what to use to uh, make it stop hurting. Was she uh, 
Was she having a toothache? Did she have, uh, you know, she's I, I maybe a little old for wisdom teeth. Um, what what kind of uh, problem could she have been having with her mouth that would have been hurting her? And, and I'm keeping in mind that you actually saw her two days before that or the day before. Did she complain about anything regarding her mouth? Well, remember she was, um, her mouth was healing from that mask being removed in April. Okay. That it was still a month later, I would think it wouldn't it was, hurt anymore. It, my point, exactly. I'm so glad you said that. Because that's what I was talking to the detective about. I'm like, her mouth wasn't bothering her anymore. Mm -hmm. Which means he hit her or he grabbed her by the mouth. Well, maybe it means that. We just aren't sure. We don't know that for we don't know that for a fact. But I know, but I know her mouth wasn't hurting her anymore. Oh, okay. All right. So when you saw her the day before, uh, she wasn't complaining about her mouth. But um, how do we know that text even happened? If it happened on May 20th and her phone's never been found, how do we know that text happened on the 20th? Well, the detectives was able to get warrants to um, to look at her messages that they could retrieve from the phone. And those was the ones that they were able to get off her phone was the ones from May the 16th and from uh, May the 20th. Okay, but how then, uh, how did they get it from her phone if her phone's never been found? You can get a warrant and go to the um, store where, you know, to I think it was, um, was it T-Mobile? She had Metro, so you can get a warrant and take it to them. And then uh -huh. they have a way of going in and retrieving what they can. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, they can uh, retrieve what they can from there. Okay. So May 20th, there's this text. Uh, the mouth is hurting from the night before. But other than Tiger, anybody, once again, that we trust who talked to uh, Stephanie that day? No. No. So, no. so they, so if they did go in and retrieve this method message, which I, I have to admit I'm a little suspect of, but no other messages to no anybody else that day. No. Uh -uh. Okay. Did you find it odd that you didn't hear from her the rest of that day? Well, that was normal because um, we were both, you know, on Sundays we uh, spent a little time together and. And we don't talk to each other till later on in the uh, middle of the week, so that that's normal for us. Okay. Because we're uh, together on the weekend, starting from Thursday night on, we are uh, together. Okay. So you didn't think it was odd? May twentieth, you just talked to her in the morning. She said she was going to wash clothes, and you weren't very bothered that you didn't hear from her the rest of the day. Correct. Okay. When was the first time, though, that you thought something might be um, strange, odd, maybe a little worried that you hadn't heard from her? When was that? That was um, that was the following um, Monday, which was the twenty first. Mm -hmm. So the twenty first, twenty second, so Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Um, the kids had been uh, calling her, but she wasn't. Re she didn't uh, return their phone calls, which was kind of strange. Mm -hmm. 
And then I received a, a phone call on the 24th, which was uh, Thursday evening. It was after uh, four o'clock. Her coworker, um, Dana, called me and asked me, was Stephanie sick? And I said, no, she didn't call and tell me she was sick. And she said, well, she hasn't been to work since Monday. Wow. Now, this was when I, like I said, when I talked to Dana, it was the 24th. It was Thursday already. Mm-hmm. So three, you're talking about uh, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Yeah. That she wasn't at work. Yes. Okay. And what was her work? What job was she doing at the time? What was she? She was uh, working at uh, Jackson Memorial Hospital. Okay. Okay, so she didn't show up at Jackson Memorial Hospital for those three days. And then finally, after work on Thursday, so she missed four days of work, uh, yeah. is when somebody finally called you. How did this person, were you, were you like on the emergency call list? How did this person end up reaching you? I met Dana when uh, Stephanie had her procedure on her mouth in April. Dana was with us. Okay. So she... Um, what she did was she went and got Stephanie information and my name was on there. She called me. So that's how she uh, got in contact with me. Okay. And Good. that, that day I left work and I went to uh, my sister's apartment. The car was there, which is normal because she leaves her car at home and she gets on the bus to go to work. So I knocked on the door. I didn't get any answer. Um, I went home and um, Tobias, her son and his girlfriend was here and I asked him, I said, hey, have you talked to your mom? I said, because they're saying that she hasn't been to work since Monday. And he said, no, I haven't talked to her. So by this time, you know, the time has went by. It was in the sure. evening when we went back over there because I said, well, maybe she should be at home. And I, uh, I picked up the keys to her car. Cause I always, like I said, I have the second set. We went back over there. We knocked on the door, knocking on the window, nothing. Mm. We um went to the, they have a person who lives, who stays on the property, you know, to look over the property and stuff. Yeah. I knocked on his door and I told him what was going on. And I asked him what his father at home. And he said his father wasn't there. So we uh told him to call his dad and ask his dad, can he, which is his son, let us just look in there to make sure that, you know, Stephanie wasn't passed out because we haven't heard from her. And the job, you know, said that she didn't show up. So uh, the father said, yes, just let them look in, tell them don't touch or move anything. So when we went in, we didn't touch anything. Um, we called out for her name. We walked in the bedroom. She was not there. So. Okay. Uh, we left Friday morning. I went back over there and I called the uh, police to report that she was missing. And so the thing about with the policeman is when you call and you tell them that somebody is missing, they find out that, okay, she's not ill. She's not on any kind of mess, anything. They, the first thing they say, oh, well, maybe she needed to get away. Right. That's true. You know, so that's the first thing that they think about. So I was telling them that, no, she um, she didn't need to get away or anything like that. And they was asking me about her because, you know, they asked about, well, was she having any problems? Was she depressed? 
And um, the officer that I was talking to, um, she was very nice. Her name was Linda. And we come to find out that I worked with her mother and everything. So she said, okay, Sylvia, she said, I want you to calm down. She said, now, mm -hmm. you know, everybody have something going on personal in their lives. Has she ever uh, been uh, committed, this and that? She said, don't be embarrassed, she said, because it happens to the best of us. I said, well, one year, um, she did have to go and get committed, I said, because she um, had a breakdown. She didn't try to kill herself or anything, but she had a breakdown. So she said, well, do you think it happened again? I said, no, because we had a long talk and I asked her if it, if it ever gets to that point to let, you know, to let the family know, even though we did check to make sure that she was not committed, had committed herself or anything like that. Yeah. So, and I told her, I said, well, I looked in the car. I told her, I said, I found the, uh, her wallet under the, her seat. I said, it has cash in it and all her ID. She said, huh? I said, yes. I, she said, well, why would your sister leave her wallet? I said, she has a habit of doing that. And she said, this doesn't sound like somebody just walking away, you know, running away. She said, because that's cash. I, and it was over, it was 300 some dollars. If you're going to, you know, walk away and say, listen, I'm tired of this. You're going to at least take the cash. Of course. So, yes, yeah, she left behind her wallet with her cash, with her ID. Car mm. still there. It's your car. If you're going to leave, you would take it. So, finally, uh, she's talking back and forth with her supervisors. They they telling her, uh, no, we still have to wait. Then, finally, Saturday morning, they um, I meet up they, uh, with a detective, Jeff. That Saturday, which was the 26th, he he goes to the neighbors, talking to them, questioning them and everything, trying to see what happened. Then, um, like a day or two, I'm assigned to uh, Detective Smith and Detective Moretti, and they're going back over the case, trying to find out what happened to her. They go and get a pillowcase from, pillowcases from her bedroom, tubers, anything with DNA. So that they can have it you know for areas to search okay let me jump in here for a moment sylvia so um it goes four days without anybody hearing from her and then finally this uh employee calls you you go over there you kind of yeah. knock around and knock on the door uh you ask uh tobias uh her son who is also the son of tiger uh, if he's seen her, uh, seen Stephanie, no, he hasn't heard from her. Then you manage to get the landlord, I guess, or the the, the building manager, the whoever, uh -huh. to to get into her place. Um, when you went in there, did you see anything that seemed odd to you when you went into the, her apartment? Anything out of the ordinary? No, nothing was out of the ordinary. Nothing was knocked down or anything mm -hmm. like that. Were the clothes that she washed, were they folded and put away, or were they in a pile? So even, the, even the clothes were still, uh, still laying out drying. Okay. So, so she, it proves that she did, like, like one of the neighbors said, that she did wash. Okay. But she didn't dry. 
she uh, laid her clothes out so that they can just dry on their own. It was okay. like her uniforms from uh, from work. Okay, so there wasn't so she would wash them, but she would air dry them. She wouldn't. Uh, there wasn't a dryer wasn't a there, dryer. you know. Isn't, they were tumble, yeah, tumble, it was tumble. a dryer. They had the dryer there, but uh, mm -hmm. I guess somebody was probably using it, so she decided to just lay her clothes out and just let them uh, dry natural. Okay, and did you also tell me that when you went in there that you saw that there was food in a pot or there were some things out? What was regarding that? In the kitchen, it was uh, some food that was on a on a stove that she didn't uh, clean up or anything like that. Did it look like she was done eating, or does it look like she was starting to eat? She was done eating. She was done. Okay. Right. And was her bed made, or was it tossed? Her, her bed wasn't uh, wasn't made up. Okay. Okay. So it's like you just getting out of bed, but you you didn't make up your uh, make up your bed. Okay. So, but her clothes are some of her work uniforms uh, are lying there uh, and drying. Drying. So maybe so it's not a little. Like she didn't have intentions to go to work. Right. Well, all I'm saying is that it, it's a little hard to tell from that information if she disappeared in the afternoon in the evening in the night we in just evening. don't we, Correct. Yeah, it's hard to tell and then and then uh the 20 uh 21st which was but the um not the 21st but then the monday that following monday um what i did i called and i talked to the detective smith and i asked them could they find out if she ever got on the bus because mm -hmm. you know there's cameras on the bus. Yeah. So um what they did, they did get the um get that and they had someone to sit down to see if Stephanie had even gotten on the bus that morning and she never did get on the bus. Okay. They they looked at the camera, they they looked at it from the from the morning to the evening and she never got on the bus. Okay. Now, in all these days, we have to keep in mind, if we are to believe that the disappearance date is May 20th, 2018, a Sunday, you went those four days and then a few more days before the police got involved, at any point did Tiger's name come up in any of this? Well, with the detectives, what they do, they ask about who she hang out with um, mm -hmm. in, you know, boyfriends or whatever. So. When I gave them um, Tiger's name, what they do, they go and they look, you know, they do a back, look at the background. Um, they interviewed him on and off, on and off, because every time they interviewed him, his story would change. He, uh, he failed. The, um, how do you know that? How do you, and how do you know that his stories would change? Uh, the detective Smith told me every time they would uh, speak with him, his story, it would be something different. Okay. He also said that Tiger told him that he hadn't spoken or seen Stephanie in a month, which they found out that was a lie. Mm-hmm. Um, he, failed, he failed the polygraph test, which you can't use in court. Mm -hmm. But like I said, again, his story kept changing every time they would bring him in. And then at one point, he uh, called that 
called uh, Detective Smith's uh, supervisor and said that um, uh, Detective Smith um, was bothering him or whatever. So at one point, Detective Smith could not bring him in and question him anymore. It had to be someone else to question him. Okay. Uh, during those days, once again, you really didn't find out that Stephanie was missing until Thursday. Um, are we then to believe that Tiger never tried contacting her in those days? Of course, he never contacted you. Hey, I've been trying to call Stephanie, and she's not calling me back. Nothing like that. He doesn't. Nothing he doesn't like that. Have my, he doesn't. I'm sorry. He doesn't have my number. Oh, he doesn't. So the sad thing is he has his son's telephone number. Mm-hmm. Tobias called Tiger Thursday, which is when, um, when, like I said, when we found out that she hadn't been to work, and he was telling his uh, Tiger, "Hey, have you talked to my talked to my mom?" He even told Tobias, "Oh no, I haven't saw or spoken to your mom in a month," which was the month of May, lying to lying to his son, and so Tobias goes, "Where are you?" Because she's she's missing so tiger tells him that all um i'm out of town right now because they were going him and his um family was going to someone's funeral in tennessee which the detective smith found out that okay yes they that tiger was there but you can't tell me where you was at monday tuesday and wednesday before you left town So Tyka tells Tobias that, okay, when I come back, I'm going to help, you know, I'm going to get back with you and I'm going to help find out where your mom is at. He never did. Okay. So so we'd understand that when Tiger was finally tracked down, um, what days was he in in Tennessee for this funeral that you know of? I know of that they left Thursday. They left Which Thursday. The 24th. So the day that you were finding out that Stephanie was missing is the exact day that they left for yeah, Tennessee. He, exactly. Okay. And he told he told his son Tobias that he had to get another cell phone because he broke the uh, one that he had at first. Okay. All right. And so then are we also to understand that when the police finally did track down Tiger, did they call him? Was he in Tennessee or by the time they tracked him down, had he already come back to Florida? He had already came back to uh, Florida. And that's when they started interviewing him. Okay. And asking him questions. And he told them the same thing that he didn't speak to Stephanie in a month and he hadn't seen her. Okay. And did he ever offer up any... Uh, alibi as to where he was on May 20th, the day that we accept as the day she disappeared. Oh, he never, he, he didn't. No. Okay. All right. Let's, okay. So, um, those are the, the main, uh, points of, of what went on the police getting involved, them looking into her apartment them talking to you, them giving him a lie detector test. So let's just um, jump uh, a little deeper into some of these things, Um, starting with the car. Um, Being that you were the one that you had an extra set of keys to the car, is that correct? Yes? 
Okay. Yes. And it is a little odd, I have to say. Maybe you need to explain this to the listeners again, that Stephanie would keep her wallet with money in her car under the seat. Well, instead of carrying a purse, which she did have one in a in a trunk, mm-hmm. but um, she would. It was much easier sometimes for her to just take her wallet when she's going somewhere, and she would put it underneath her seat. But when she gets out to go into the house, she would take it. She would go, you know, go in the seat and take it out. Okay. All right. And how close was her car parked? Usually parked to her apartment. How long of a walk was it from the front door of her apartment to where her car was? It was just a, a few steps. I and mean, I'm talking about a few steps because her apartment was like on the, uh, on the end of where mm-hmm. the parking, uh, her parking space was at. So okay, you're talking so, about a few steps. So very close, very close. Very close. Okay. In your opinion, when you went into her car, did it look like anybody else had possibly been in it? It didn't show any signs, but what the detectives did do, they they uh, told her because she had a car and a truck, a SUV. Her SUV was at her son uh, Philippe's uh, apartment. So mm-hmm. what they did, they told both vehicles to the po- police station to go through it to make sure it wasn't no um, blood or see if they can get any evidence to show that something happened in the vehicles. Okay. And so they didn't, they didn't uh, find anything in the vehicles. We have this car. Uh, doesn't look like it was tampered with. Did it look like maybe doesn't didn't look like anybody else had been driving it. And, and your impression is that it had been sitting there since the day she disappeared that Sunday. Yes. Okay. Yes, that's correct. Okay. So now let's talk about the phone and her phone. And this is um, a very uh, unique situation I think we have here. But to be clear, to this day, her phone has never been found. Her phone has never been found. Okay. But the police did tell you something uh, strange about it. Was It seems like it was still on. And why don't you talk to – the listeners tell the listeners about the pings and how they relate to the pings for Tiger's phone. Okay, on the 22nd of May, uh, her phone pinged, her phone and his phone pinged at the same location uh, mm-hmm. in Sunrise. So one time in Sunrise and then another time uh, when he was going from her apartment to his apartment back and forth. And then they, um, had like pings of areas that he would go into. But when they would go and check the areas, they couldn't find anything. They couldn't find her phone. When they questioned Tiger about her phone, he couldn't explain how the two was together. He felt that he was being set up. Is that right? And what would this, this sunrise location um, what would location would this be? Is this a, a specific location? Is, does it, is it special? What is it? Um, uh, one of the locations was in Fort Lauderdale. Okay. And, but do you know what that location was? Do you know if it was his house, an apartment? Was it Ann's place? Was it a restaurant? Do you even know? 
Do you know? I don't know. Okay. But the other location was when he was going from Stephanie's apartment to his apartment back and forth. It was. And it would just turn off. Okay. So what you're saying is the ping show that her phone and his phone were going back and forth between her apartment and his apartment for, for two days. Correct. And what days were those? I'm thinking it was Monday and Tuesday because he said two days straight. Okay. Okay. So explain to them mm -hmm. okay. how both phones were together. Okay. Huh. But, and so, uh, Tiger's explanation is that that's a lie and he's being set up by police. Yes. Okay. All right. Have you ever, I, I know that you've talked about these two texts, one from the 16th and one from the 20th and that was concerning her mouth, but have you ever seen the records, like the physical records, like with phone numbers, like we would get on a phone bill? Has anybody ever gotten those records? I know they um, had some records and stuff that my daughter was reading, which they made public to the um, news people because, you know, I was having um, interviews and stuff with them. So they they made it uh, knowledgeable for them to be able to get into the records, to see everything, to explain so that they would know why they were saying that Tiger was the um, only person of interest. Mm-hmm. Okay, but you've never seen the records. No, um, whatever her phone company was, nobody has gotten those phone records. Right. Okay. The only thing that we know about them is we are to believe that somehow police got these two texts, one from the 16th and one from the 20th. Other than that, we don't know anything they about. They were able to get um get the warrants, and that's when they um uh, put the information out there in the you know for the newspaper and it ended up being on the uh in the newspaper okay all right um so these pings but still to this day no idea where the phone was and and i guess what you're saying also is that the phone those pings and everything ceased pinging after the 22nd which would have been a tuesday correct, correct. okay now i do want to revisit something yeah, I'm you sorry Please. Sorry. Uh, um, we did search your area, but that was in October. Um, I want to ask you one more thing though about the phone situation. I, I want to go back to what you said, but your impression, Stephanie told you that she believed that somebody was erasing messages on her phone. You know what you're texting people. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So when she would get her phone back. It wouldn't be on her phone. Of course. Did she at, at no time suspect that um, somebody, maybe Tiger? She knew it was Tiger. No, she, she knew it was. it was him. Okay. Because he, she would be sleeping. When she woke up, her phone, she would be looking for her phone. And the first time she thought it was just her, she looked for her phone. She said, well, okay, I'll find it later. And then I think it was the next day that she actually found it. Mm-hmm. And uh, then it happened again. It happened twice. Okay. So she knew it was him. Do you know if she ever confronted him re regarding that and asked him about that? She never 
uh, told me if she talked to him. So if she did, she didn't tell me. Okay. But that's when I told her it was time for her to change her locks or move from over there. Okay. Now, regarding that apartment complex, um, you're, you're certainly going to have to explain to the listeners again why uh, Tiger, if they weren't a couple, he's with another woman. She's living by her. Stephanie's now living by herself. Why did he have an apartment key at all? I think that he probably told her that, okay, and I, like I said, I think that he probably told her that they were going to get back together because why would you give somebody, if you all just going to remain friends, then you don't need to have my key mm-hmm. to my apartment. I agree. So he had to have told her that they were going to be together, but then because she's not with him and she's at work, he's sneaking over there with Ann. Hmm. Okay. He's probably telling Ann something else, and he's coming, you know, by him going back and forth. Right. Okay. Right. And of course, having the apartment key would have allowed him to sneak into Stephanie's and, apartment and when do, she's home. Exactly. He can come. He could come and go. Yes. That's who you. You have the key. Sure. Absolutely. It's like it's like it's his own place, even though it's not. Yeah, because he had some of his stuff there. He had tools there. He had clothes there. Mm-hmm. All right. And speaking of, if he was going back and forth, if we were to believe these pings and him going back and forth, his phone pinging back and forth between wherever he was living with Anne and going back to Stephanie's, uh, did the police or you ever talk to anybody in the apartment complex who saw him there? The uh, attendant saw him uh, that he told the detective that he was outside screaming, trying to um, knock on the door for Stephanie. And then it was uh, another time that he said that uh, he saw Tiger come in, grab some stuff and leave out real fast. But then when the detectives went back to speak to the guy, he changed his his story. And I said, told the detective, I said, I know why he changed his story. He's afraid of Tiger because he admitted to me when we went to clean out the apartment that he was sorry that my sister was missing. And he said to me, I'm glad he said, I'm glad that Tiger is not going to be coming over here anymore. Because he was afraid of Tiger. Why was he afraid of Tiger? I don't know if it's things that he heard or if Tiger said something to him, but that he told me. Okay. So I guess what we're saying is that if this person's going to um, uh, change their story to say that he wasn't there, I guess then we're just to believe that between the 20th and after that, that nobody has seen, nobody saw Tiger at that apartment complex. Okay. Do you think it would have been possible the way you know that apartment complex for him to get in there and without being seen he knows the area he knows what time to go over there what you know because the night that they took me over with them to look at the apartment it was after 10 o'clock and tiger goes see 
there's nobody ever out here after uh, 10 o'clock is quiet. And it was, it was very quiet. And he was laughing and talking loud. I said, you're the only one out here that's making noise. And so he started laughing. And I said, yeah, I said, it is really quiet out here. So the thing about him, he, what he does is he, he gets to know areas. He knows people's schedules. He knew my sister's schedule. Mm-hmm. So he didn't have to, he didn't have to, if he wanted to get her out the house, he didn't have to, you know, hit her upside the head or anything. And of course, this is just me saying he could have had called her, told her to come outside and go somewhere yeah, we're with not, him. Right. But I, that's what I'm saying. I'm, this is just me mm-hmm. to get her out the house. But nobody saw her that day either. Nobody. They only saw her that that morning. That morning while she was washing clothes. And there's proof that she completed washing her clothes because there were clothes back in her because place. Because her clothes was in her apartment right. laying out drying. Right. So nobody saw no one Tiger that day. That. And, nobody, exactly. And, and nobody, nobody saw, saw Stephanie. You know, nobody saw Stephanie later that day. Correct. All right. So this could have been something, you know, and I know that, you know, the way we're pointing, but it very well could be that Stephanie just left on her own, too. Could be. There's no proof to show that Jack took her. No proof. No proof. Okay. Anything else as far as the the um the phones, the taxes mm-hmm. point to him, him him uh changing his story every time he's questioned points to him. He like I told Detective Smith, he didn't do anything to prove to us that he had nothing to do with it. He didn't do anything to prove t- to their only child, their son, that he had nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. Do you know, going back to the phone information, do you know if Tiger's phone pinged in the location of Stephanie's phone on the 20th? Is there Could there be a phone ping proof that he was in the area of her apartment that day at some time? Do you know? On the 20th? No, it was just that, uh, just that text. Just the text. That she texts him on the twentieth, May twentieth. Okay. okay, because what you what you said is that there are proof that those two phones were together on the twenty first and twenty second. And I, what right. I'm asking is, did the police look into the possibility that those two phones were pinging together on the twentieth? No, the only thing they um told me is that she texts him May twentieth. Okay, all right. So just no proof it would because I would think that if their phones were pinging together on the 20th, that would surely prove that they were together. The two of them were together on the 20th, which would you know, push forward the idea that he did have something to do with the disappearance. But um, I'm not sure what to think of that, that. It seems to me if the police could get the pings for the 21st and the 22nd, they surely could have gotten the pings for the 20th too. I don't know what um happened in there, but I know right. just May the twentieth is when she texts him. Right. Well, you may want to look into that, Sylvia. You know, see if what they can tell you about the ping information for the twentieth. Just saying. Okay. Okay. This uh, relationship between uh, Tiger and Stephanie, as we've already talked about, complex. Seems like there was a love love triangle going on here 
Um, of course, we cannot forget about the other person in that triangle, and this is a woman. Her name's Anne, although I, like you said, her real name is Deborah. To your knowledge, has she ever said anything about the disappearance of Stephanie? Has she ever offered up an opinion? Have you ever talked to her? Have the police talked to her? What do you know? Like the detectives did uh, speak with Anne, they got a chance to get her by herself. And they um, told me that she was scared and she was crying. And um, when she got back with Tiger, then that's when her whole attitude changed where she felt uh, that she wasn't afraid anymore. Mm -hmm. But when she was by herself, that's when she was scared and she was crying. Why are you crying? If you don't know anything, you haven't done anything, why are you crying? Mm -hmm. Okay. So they were able to talk to her independently, and I guess at no point did she did involve she say did the, she involve herself or Tiger? All right. And did she ever offer up any alibi for Tiger for uh, May twentieth? They didn't uh, discuss what mean, but they felt that she did know something, hmm. and that was the reason why she was crying. But without her saying anything, they couldn't prove, you know, you can't, you couldn't prove it. Okay. Okay. So we have that. Um, and to your knowledge, are Tiger and Anne still together? Oh, yeah. They're still together. Still together. All right. Walking around like nothing ever happened. Okay. And being that you do live in that area, do you ever have a, happen upon them and uh, maybe i should ask this does tobias tiger's son of course stephanie's son as well does he have any interaction with tiger have, has yeah. tobias and tiger ever Maybe talked so. about stephanie's disappearance no, they, um before she went missing a couple of months ago um they did see each other and they were and tiger was over here and that was again one of the times that um Something was going on with him and Ann, and he had spent the night over here. But ever since then, uh, Tiger has not been uh, over here or to talk to Tobias. Wow. Okay. And how old is Tobias now? Tobias is 21. 21. Okay. So what you're saying is he has essentially no relationship with his father, Tiger, now at all? No Okay. Because Tiger, like I again, I like mm. I said, Tiger has not even come to him to to even try to convince him that he has done didn't do anything to his mom. Okay. Or to prove or to say, hey, well, we used to go to this place or we used to go here. Nothing. Okay. Now we'll take you back, kind of uh, to where all of this started, at least a little bit of this. Um contentiousness between Tiger and Stephanie and it has to do with the this paper issue when you went through her place and went through her car did you ever find anything that could be related to that this argument that they were having about paperwork no, I didn't find anything and trust me I was looking for any and everything to try to find out uh, what happened to my sister, and I have not still been able to find anything 
I even like when Mel come for her, I try to mm-hmm. look and see what's that. I open it up and I try to see what it's about. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's just, it's so hard and it, and it hurts because we still don't have anything else to show what happened to her. Right. It's just, you know, I, I guess for the listeners, they mean, they have to understand that, why the reason I keep bringing this up is because if we are to believe the tiger is responsible for this disappearance, it, it see, seems like it, but the fr- frankly, it's a lot of circumstantial stuff going on here. Um, other than this paper issue, it doesn't seem like they had much of a uh, you know, a, a contentious relationship. Yes, it seems a little strange. She's married to him, but he's with another woman, you know, right. and we, it doesn't sound to me like Stephanie ever said anything to you about, you know, getting divorced. Did she ever bring that up? She mentioned it to her um, daughter, Erling. Mm-hmm. Uh, Erling is the one that told me that Stephanie did speak to her about getting a divorce mm-hmm. uh, from Tiger. Okay. But she never mentioned it to you? She didn't mention it to me. Okay. She didn't. Well, should I say she didn't get a chance to mention it mm-hmm. to me? Mm-hmm. But uh, before she went missing, uh, Erling, which is her um, her youngest daughter, uh, said that she did speak with her mom, and that my sister told her that she was going to get a divorce from Tiger. Okay. Well, maybe those are, those are what the papers uh, were involved. I. Uh, you know, dealt with. It's just, I have to admit, it's a little surprising to me as close as you two were that she wouldn't mention it. Of course, she didn't tell you she got married either. So, you know, maybe, uh, maybe, uh, maybe I'm totally off, you know. Because she knew how uh, I felt about him. Mm -hmm. So, like, if she hung out with him, it was not, it wasn't over here. Right, of course. It's like a few times that I would see her with him and that would be them leaving or him going into her apartment. Mm-hmm. I guess what I'm saying here is it's, it, you know, I, I think that what I'm doing is I'm still, and I, maybe the listeners are doing this well, is I, I'm still searching for some sort of motive for the reason that Tiger would have wanted to do something to and harm Stephanie. It, see, it seems like it's a, a little bit of a weak point of this disappearance, even though he sounds like a, a horrible guy and a horrible father and a two-timer womanizer and he's you know a felon and everything else. You know they had known each other you know for you know what 40 years or something. Right. She knew his, she knew his secrets, things that we didn't know about. And I believe she stumbled onto something mm. um, but I don't have the proof, so that's why uh, I yeah. can't say. Right. You know, but okay. I uh, do know that she stumbled onto something, and she was telling her son, and she was telling her son for leaving his girlfriend about, but because they didn't look at it, we don't have, we can't talk about it. So mm, yeah, I'm not going to get into any. Right. You know, I'm not exactly. going to get so any conjecture and hearsay right. and, and things like right. that. I, so I I really don't know is, what to say regarding. But all no, that. I just want the listeners to know that it's something stumbled on, but we can't talk about it because we don't have proof. Okay. So it's just something else that we can't, you know, speak about because there's no proof. Okay. And, but it, whatever it is, do you think this is something that 
Stephanie would have ratted him out on? Do you think that she would have gone to the cops regarding it? Or do you think that I think she that just would have gonna let everybody she was gonna let she was gonna let people know. Okay. All right. Okay. She was gonna let people know, but you know, like you and I said, we can't talk about it yeah, because not... we don't have the proof. Right. We just... I didn't actually see it. Right. Okay. Thank you for that. <laughs> I just want to clarify. Uh, I, I agree with that. And the listeners know we don't do theories and and, and things Correct. like that on the program because you once you start going that direction, it's a, it's like open season on conjecture exactly. and, and, and guessing and, and everything. Right. Okay, but I have to admit to the listeners, uh, I'm just going to be uh, admit to them that it, you know it just seems a little um, thin, you know, right at this second. But you know. You don't necessarily need to have a motive to prove that a crime was committed. Um, what's this been like for you? It's been a year, approximately year, and about three months. You know, coming up on the twentieth of August will be a year and three months. Um, what's this been like for you, uh, being her uh, sister, Sylvia? It's hard. It has been hard on me and my family and my nieces and my nephews. Mm-hmm. I, I really miss her. I know my mom and my family miss her. You know, everybody is going through their own thing. Uh, it's like with, um, like with my nieces and nephews here, we don't see each other because everybody is going through their own ordeal and trying to deal with it. Yeah, it's very, it's very hard. Uh, I'm from Chicago, and when you buy your, when you walking by yourself and stuff, I'm, you learn to be aware of your, you know, of your surroundings. So, by me not knowing who's involved and who did what, that's something good to, um, to make sure you're aware of your surroundings. You know, in case somebody try to come up on on me. Or my nieces and nephews, because we don't know who's all involved. It hurts. This it really hurts because how do you just disappear and nobody knows anybody anything? Nobody's seen anything. I know he know what happened to my sister. Even if he didn't do it himself, he knows. He knows deep down in my heart, and from yeah, it may only be a little the evidence out there. But the sad thing is it points to him. He has not even tried to prove that he had nothing to do with it. Why lie? Why lie and say that you have not seen or spoken to her in a month when you have? You have, but because the case, the things that we have come up with, a good lawyer can get him off it's still not right because he is involved. Mm-hmm. You have a son. Now he feels like he lost his mom and you because you know you're not even trying to be involved and help him get get through to help him to you know just find out what happened to his mama. Yeah. So if you haven't done anything wrong, why haven't you tried helping us find her? 
you have to do nothing. And nobody knows how we feel and what we're going through unless it has happened to you. It's a nightmare. You work, I wake up every morning. It's like, I, I know I believe in God and I know what God has done for me, but I wake up questioning. Yeah. Test your, it you, tests your faith. It, it tests, yeah, my faith is being tested every day. Every day. I can be sitting at work uh, doing my job and I just start crying because I'm hurt. It hurts. It hurts real bad. Yeah. Okay. On the, like I said, on the weekends, starting at Thursdays, Thursdays, th Thursday evenings on until Sunday, we're together. That's our time together. And if you haven't been through it before, pray. Pray to God and, and thank him. Yeah. Because it's a hurting feeling that is that you just can't, you can't even eat. There's nothing to make it feel better yeah. until you get answers. And we don't have the answers. Would you say that this is uh, an ongoing investigation? Of course, it's only a month, a year and some months old. That's very, very new in Unfound's world. Of course, I cover cases that are 20, 30, 40 years old. But would you say that the, the police are still working on this? Uh, do you talk to them often? Yes, I, stay, I do. I stay in touch with um, Detective Smith. He stays, he stays in touch with my mom. He promised my mom that he was not going to give up until we know what happened to my sister. And do you believe that the police continue to take a long look at, at uh, Tiger, who once again, his real name is Jack Freeman? Long look at him. Yes. Okay. What has yes, uh, Tiger done with his life since this happened in May of last year? Has he been back to jail? What's he done? Uh, I haven't heard anything about him um, going to um, going to, to jail or anything. Um, some of the areas I was told that he used to hang out at, uh, he doesn't hang out there as often like he used to. Mm -hmm. You know, because um, me and my family, we put up, we still continue putting up flyers to let people know that she's still missing and um, my nephew was telling me and my niece was telling me that people were saying that he doesn't hang out like he used to at some of the places mm -hmm. that he used to hang out at. Because of word kind of getting out regarding yeah, because you know, people of his finding involvement. Out that he's involved in my sister's missing. Right. Okay. Okay. Do you so, have a yes, website yes. or a Facebook page set up for Stephanie, Sylvia? No, what I do is uh, on my Facebook page, I uh, send out pictures of her that I have on the flyer. And I have one that where he's next to his picture is next to her, letting them know that he's still the only person of interest. Okay. So okay. I send that, I post that every day okay. just to let people know and they share it all over, you know, all over, you know, because she could be in 
just in case she's found or anything, they can look at the picture and see that that she's been she's missing from uh, Florida. Okay. Well, you might want to think about um, setting up uh, a Facebook page for her, Sylvia. You know, certainly on its own, raise the profile of her disappearance. More people, you know, find out about it. You know, and can find right. it. Just a thought. You, you, of course, you do what you want. If you're not familiar on how to do that or how to set that up, I know that some of my listeners have helped other guests set up Facebook pages for their first time. So, you know, you may want to think, you know, you may want to think about that because, you know, if you set that up and then if people were to do a Google search for Stephanie and her disappearance, and of course the Facebook page pops up and it really raises uh, the awareness, you know, you know, so you may think about that. Just a suggestion. Okay. Um, and of course, if you're in the discussion group on on Facebook, then uh, you can uh, coordinate that with maybe um, some other people if you you know if you're interested in that. Right, because we do share the um, I do share uh, her pictures and stuff on Facebook, and I have other people who live elsewhere. I you know my daughter asked them to share the pictures with friends and stuff sure. who live sure. other places. Sure. Okay. And then, you know, I had the interviews with the different uh, news people, you know, news channel people. So that that uh, kind of helped also. Yeah. Good. And yes, you've been getting out there. You've done some local interviews there. Right. Okay. Good. Good. Any final words before we complete this interview, Sylvia? Um, I just want people to uh, continue to um, say a prayer for me and my family that we find my sister and find um, who took her. To find out to what just happened. just keep us and yeah, to find out what happened and to keep us in their prayers. Okay, Sylvia. Well, now that you've been on the program, I, I've told this to other guests that you're now for, part of the Unfound family. And, uh, of course, uh, even though I will move on to other cases in the, the next weeks and months, um, you know, we're going to be friends for a long time. And, okay. uh, you know, I'm always going to be here to help you in any way that I can, the listeners as well, you know, until, you know, you can bring Stephanie home. Okay, All right. So you, you uh, so you can always let uh, me know uh, what's going on and let me know if I can, you know, do anything for you. Okay, I will. Okay, Sylvia. I deeply appreciate you being on this episode of Unfound. Thank you very much, Edward. You're welcome. And that was my interview with Sylvia Ray, sister of Stephanie Clemens. I thank her for joining me and all of you on this episode. As I listened to the interview with Sylvia again, I realized I could have named this episode something else. Gaslighting. Do you know what that means? Do you know what that means besides the obvious definition, that is? The term comes from a 1938 British play, Gaslight, that was then turned into two films. It's a story about a husband who manipulates his wife into thinking she is going insane. I have not seen the play or the films, but Wikipedia says he does this by causing the gaslights to seemingly brighten and dim all on their own. 
in addition, creating the sound of footsteps in their apartment when no one else is there but her, etc. Of course, the entire plot is wrapped around an unsolved murder. Big surprise. I think Jack Tiger Freeman was gaslighting Stephanie Clemens, although I'm not saying he's familiar with that term. He was sneaking into her apartment at night, taking her phone, deleting messages. And my guess he was trying to gaslight her that night when he was at Sylvia sniffing around Stephanie's car. I'll go even further to suggest that the whole quote-unquote paper chase that they were involved in might have been manipulation on his part as well. We can't forget, Sylvia did say Stephanie had a breakdown at one time. Tiger might have thought he could exploit that to his own advantage. Maybe he was trying to cause Stephanie to break down again. However, I think the title for this episode still works. Gaslighting is about control. Controlling a person's mind to the point of destroying it. And my guess is Jack, whether he murdered Stephanie or not, is controlling the mind of the other side of this triangle as well. The woman known as Anne. I hope she realizes soon that she can turn that gas off anytime. I'll leave the rest of the theorizing up to you. And that's the program. If you found it informative, please go to the app that you use to listen to Unfound and give this podcast a nice review. I thank you for listening. I'm Ed Denzel, and you've been listening to Unfound.